Focus. It is Wednesday, October 18th. Today's show is presented by Geico. Guys, insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with the 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to Geico. I am joined, as I am by every Thursday, Wednesday, excuse me, by my friends Field, <laughs> every time. By my friends Field G8 and MLC Punk. How are you doing today, guys? MLC Punk. Yeah. Is that what we're going with now? Can we explain that a little bit more? Yeah, well, yeah please. have you ever seen the movie SLC Punk? Salt Lake City Punk? Well, your name is Michael nope. Lester Clay. That's so right, Junior, though. Oh, that's right. MLCJ right. Punk. You're right. I, if okay. you were a Call wrestler, a though, I would want you to be called MLC Punk, just for the record. Okay, fair. Your middle um, name is Lester? That's right. I did not know that. My mm. father-in-law's name is Lester. Every no time I see that? you, I give you a random middle name. It's one of our little mm-hmm. things we do here. And ask me about my rash. Yes. yes. <laughs> Is that what you were going to ask me? You, you said you had a question for me. So I, yes, I do ask you about the rash. Office. Is that thing, has that been contained yet? I still have care? no good answer okay. for that question. All right, so two questions. One that you wanted me to ask you about. Uh, you are playing through pain today. I Explain am. what the heck. You look like Harry Potter at the I moment. I did. I did my own uh, makeup a little bit. I kind of, I have like a wound there. You could see it. Oh, a little I see scratch that. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys may have saw last night. It kind of went viral like, that guy on the fil- at the Philly Stadium got hit stick, got run uh, over. That, I was like, I was the fan. I got oh, run over. That was you. I got run over. Went down to you Philly know last too bad. night. The only problem I don't like about that is that it actually rendered my my actual question moot. I was going to ask you. Now that the Diamondbacks have even the series after they won last <laughs> oh, night, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say just to test uh, whether or not you're actually paying attention to no, the that. No, that that was not me. Uh, what actually happened was I came out of my house today and there were. Um, just people rioting because waivers was like a few hours late for yes. some reason. Yes. And they, they just attacked me, full on attack. Like, That's yeah. so uh, good. You look yes. like Austin Eckler out there after uh, what you yeah, did. Yeah, fighting yeah. with Dante Fowler. Yeah, it was rough. So uh, I I'm like, glad you brought up the waivers thing because yeah. uh, I noticed this morning that a lot of people were disappointed by the fact that they didn't have to have their waivers run at 4 a.m., which I love, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Yeah. Like, who yeah, actually sees yeah. whether you won your waivers at 4 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so this morning I tweeted a link to yesterday's show, as I try to do multiple times every single day. It's good for brand awareness. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that right after I tweeted it, it started to get a ton of engagement. And I was like, like wow, That's people love odd? me today. <laughs> yeah, it must have been a great episode yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it was about 94 people barking at me. Why haven't my waiver claims processed? We want to let you know we're sorry. Sometimes things happen with the big old machine, and uh, that issue has since been rectified. Correct. Your waivers have run. Okay. And believe it or not, there were no games played between 4 a.m. this morning what? and when waivers actually went through uh, a little bit closer to like 8.30 this morning. Yeah, this uh, this is kind of like every week where it's like a player gets ruled out and they're not available for Why IR within, put him on IR, within 20 yeah. seconds. And by the way... Uh, just to, you know, again, I, I'll spend like 10 seconds on this, maybe slightly more, but you know, the re, we don't, we don't control that. Obviously we do not. Um, yeah. if a, if a beat reporter reports that a player is probably not going to play, that doesn't mean they're ruled out by right. a team. So that's yes. why they're not. And a b- great example of that last week, tank Dell, right? Everyone wanted tank Dell and IR because he was rumored to be probably out. Yeah. He was questionable by the team. So. Well, not only that, I mean, seconds. What? That was how you were counting. I yes, was like, but we you, see this I would have been 10, but you were. <laughs> It happens all the time. Uh, There's just too much gray area because if we simply went by what a singular reporter reported, I could, in a moment of chaos, tweet right now that pick a player, make up a random player, Mario Edwards Davidson. He's a real Mario Luigi. Mario Luigi, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, is out for the next four weeks, according to sources. If we just took that and said he's out, like Mm -hmm. you could do that with anybody. And someone could just run rampant the next thing you know. Everybody could just be making up injuries. Not not that Mm -hmm. not that many credible reporters would do that, but just there is some gray area. I don't know why we're talking about this, but uh, yeah, for those out there who like to complain about it, please stop doing it because it hurts my feelings. We're also uh, (laughs) customers too. We're players as well. So I have the same issue. I was Last year, I was hoping the team would roll out Tank Dell so I could free up a spot. Week, but yeah. it, you know, or, what did I say? Last year, <laughs> last year. Well, I definitely wanted him to roll out last year. <laughs> yes. I've, I've been stashing him for years now. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that would have been convenient to add a player and you know have another option on my bench. It's fine. But again, we're dealing with the same things. We don't control that stuff. But this, love the passion. 
Yes, love the passion, love the but passion, yeah. also it doesn't need to be personal in our mentions because it's not it's out of our hands. We this is one of those that. things where I know that fantasy managers just want the person to be ruled out before they put in their waiver claim so they can just move someone to their IR and not have to drop a player for waivers. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens often as well when you yeah. get those early returns. Yeah, got to keep that's, Royce Freeman. That's, roster, just not, that's just not how it works. Sometimes I had a tough league decision. last night. Was that dumb? <laughs> oh. I was going to say, should I not have done that? Oh, I I saw, uh, speaking of which, you and I had the exact same bid in the Dynasty League for um, uh, Zach... Uh, Zach, Zach Evans? Evans. Zach Evans. Yeah. Did really? Yeah. So uh, I got the, Scott Clark sent me the list today of all of our bids because like everyone had bids in. We had twenty five. That was our wow, number. Wow. So we value him the you same. You never go with a very round number yeah. or a number that's a five not. or a zero. Because oh, you study my waiver trends? Well, I duh. <laughs> um, so I think I'm assuming that the tiebreaker was who had the inferior record. Uh, I well, we neither of us got him. Oh, okay. uh, someone, someone was like 34, but I got the, I saw the whole list and gotcha. I, 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 but I, I think you and I, I are like very close in the standings in that league as yeah. well. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I, I think we're, I think you're very, I have the most the points. Top, right? So Ooh. there's that. Okay. I but think I'm, yeah, I was going to say you have the most unlucky. points only because you played against me that one week and started <laughs> every good player. I think you're fourth and I'm fifth, right? Uh, what in record? Yeah. Yes. In record. Yeah. So I had that very, very high variance team. Um, anyways, so we should, we should probably talk about the stuff that matters. Yeah, a little housekeeping right? there. We yeah. can uh, move on to real yeah, we It's gotta... Wednesday. We got a lot of time. We get the chance to let, let our hair down a little bit. I say that, another story about that's my head. got to be the number one, one phrase that I, it's one of the, on the short list of phrases that I use way too much on this show is letting your hair down. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> let her hair down. And the only reason why I'm not going to stop is I want to do an episode where Daniel actually lets his hair down. That would be too much right now. They just went and put in a bun for me up in makeup. So I got, I got to pull a bunch of pins out in order to get stuff out of here like it might go down to your back Uh, no it does go down the middle of my back you are one day going to appear in a harry potter movie i hope so you're a wizard, Harry. That was wow. good right there. Nailed you know it. I mean? yeah. You have All a right, future, sir. All right, let's talk about some rankings here. We got a bunch of rankings that we're going to dive into because it is Wednesday, obviously. And by the, by the way, six teams on a bye. I did not feel good about half of the people that I felt like I had to rank in like sort of starter nope. territory this week. Running, so we'll, running back's bad enough the way oh, it is. It, yeah. was, it was brutal. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. We're going to dive right in. Let's start actually with Christian McCaffrey. San Francisco so, yeah. 49ers. Like, obviously, we are waiting to be able to figure out a little bit more of what's going to happen with him. We don't know whether or not he's going to play or not play. Yeah. Game is on Monday night football. Yep. Yep. So we went out and talked about yesterday, Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell, the two guys that you need to add off of waivers. If CMC plays, which is the easy part here, yeah. he's the number one running back in football. Right. We're mm-hmm. all starting him. Yeah. If he does not play, which one of these 49ers running backs would you have over CMC? So we did get a bit of an update yesterday from Adam Schefter, not specific to week seven, but more that this is not a long-term injury. So right. it doesn't seem like CMC is going to miss like four games if he does, in mm-hmm. fact, miss time. But we're more concerned about week seven for right now. If Christian McCaffrey is out on Monday night... If I had to pick a 49er, I would pick Jordan Mason over Elijah Mitchell, despite some of the comments from Kyle Shanahan recently, because I think that Mason has played very capably over the past couple of weeks as that number two running back behind San Francisco. But there's actually three options in this scenario that I think we need to be considering. Mm -hmm. Would you play Elijah Mitchell? Would you play Jordan Mason or or are they both going to play enough that you would prefer not to play either of them, even with six teams on a bye? The answer is that one for me, mm-hmm. because this Vikings Agreed. defense may not be all that good, especially against the pass, but they've been pretty frisky against opposing running backs so far this season. So while mm-hmm. if thrust into choosing one, it's Jordan Mitchell, Jordan Mason for me, I would prefer not to play either of them, Mike. Yeah, I agree. I think the Cardinals are a great example of this from last week, a yeah. situation maybe you want to avoid because they are going to use two, maybe three running backs, Tyrion Davis-Price, third round pick last year. Could also be involved here. I agree. I would give a slight itch to Mason if I had to pick from the group, but we've, we haven't seen him in a lead back role. We have seen Elijah Mitchell in, a, good, in yeah. a feature back role at times uh, in place of uh, Christian McCaffrey. This uh, backfield is number uh, one in touches among running backs this season. Obviously, that's a Christian McCaffrey stat, but there's potential volume here, so I can understand in deeper leagues uh, wanting to throw a dart at one of these guys with six teams on a bye. Bless you. Bless you. Um, but yeah, I would avoid, by the way, one running back has reached 14 fantasy points against Minnesota. That was Deandre Swift. And he had like what 30 touches that way. He needed that just to get there. So, uh, I'm with you. I would try to avoid, uh, as for how to approach this, this is what it's tricky because I have McCaffrey and a couple teams as well. Perfect, perfect world. I think you, you probably have two running backs and a flex, right? Perfect world. You have two other running backs. 
and he's in your them. flex. Yep. And then you have, that gives you more options then on Monday night. Uh, it could be Juwan Jennings. It could be KJ Osborne. It could be a tight end. It could be, you know, anything. I guess it wouldn't be a tight end in that game, but uh, play Minnesota. So that's ideal. Yeah. It gives you more options, receivers, running backs, not necessarily just a running back to fill in. So uh, have, have a plan in place in case he is ruled out. However, here's the good news. I don't think a Christian McCaffrey injury is going to be lingering all the way until like Monday, even like Sunday at like 1 PM. Maybe I'm wrong here. I just think there's way too much interest and the insiders are way too mindful of just how important fantasy football Mm -hmm. is that I think we'll have a lean at the very least on Christian McCaffrey by the time lineups are due for that 1 PM slate on Sunday. Yeah. I hope you're right. Um, but I will, but if he is just questionable and we don't, and it's like, he's probably going to play, at least make sure you have a backup plan. Even, yep. even if it's just a, it, it could be Kyle use check. Yeah. Like just mm. have someone on your roster to fill and maybe get five points, maybe get zero, but yeah. maybe you get five or maybe use check scores a rare touch. You know, just have a backup plan. When right. you said, I hope you're right. Like more often than not, when you say that, do you think I'm actually going to be right or not? <laughs> I, I mean, it's a, you coin can flip. also choose not coin? to, don't it's, a, that coin? it's a hope. Just, no, I think it's, it's over there. there. Yeah. yeah. Never has got it right now. Yeah. And obviously I'm joking because field, one of the most reliable. Yes informative yes mr reliable people on on social and in in the reporting business wow thank you ethical all the all the words i was gonna say so is this are we supposed to pivot to an like an aggregators conversation right now no no we haven't been of an aggregators conversation if you're out there listening you know what you people do yeah yeah absolutely you know what you people do last last night i quote tweeted um an awesome interview with pablo tori um with michael watch the whole thing awesome definitely recommend that interview it was about a show that he created and got canceled tremendous baseball yeah, uh, yeah, Ken Tremendous is awesome. Love any show he does, amazing. So awesome interview. So I retweeted, said it was awesome. Listen to it. I hope they somehow find a way to make that show. Um, and someone was like, "Whoa, Mike Clay actually said something nice about someone for once." So now Whoa. I'm gonna. So I'm like, "Oh wow, I guess I." Don't you know do what? That. I so actually I'm, thought I'm about this. I, so I, I actually know where that. Like, uh, I don't agree with that assessment. I don't either, but I'm gonna. But I know what, the, what this stems from <laughs> is that you have to be the reasonable person on this show. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. because you are the person that is like, you know, I'm telling you vibes are telling me to play this guy. And you're like, yeah, your vibes are good. They have a 12% target here over the past <laughs> yeah. six weeks. All right. I'm so Buzz Killington, that's yeah. me. So, uh, I need a t-shirt with Buzz Killington. On, uh, from I can family. get you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, more seriously. Uh, you are a very pragmatic mind. And uh, the, but the emotional side of Mike Clay is one that should not be overlooked because the man is full of joy and, and empathy and care for others. And uh, kindness as well. Thanks. That's true. Wow. Yeah. This but is a nice show. This is a record. great show. Yeah. I want uh, you to know, just Mike. being nice to each other. Yeah. Our Michigan men chat doesn't like you very much, though, for what it's worth. <laughs> that, yeah. We, we uh, get a lot of Mike Clay. I'm not in, in that chat, so I don't know. No, I think I mean, this pod, well, you're not from not Michigan. It, so. yeah. Right. And, and yeah, you took the Vikings true. to win. So did I, though. So I also yeah, that was a bad thing. We have a separate. That was second Michigan men chat without you, Field. Trust me. Yeah. My worst take was probably too low on the Lions and just, 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 trashing the Rams defense off. Oh man. I mean, so good. I think I kind of had a point there, but I should have been more, uh, more, I should have believed more in the coaching there because they have crushed it. What a great, what a job they're doing. Well, speaking of the lions, Mike, this is a good transition because you are Mr. Transition here on this show. Let's talk about the Detroit lions running backs. Yeah. Taking on the Baltimore Ravens this week. We're probably not going to see David Montgomery. He's not officially been ruled out yet, but we should plan on him not playing here. Oh, yeah. We did not. So that means you can't put him on IR, by the way. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He has the queue right now, I think. There's two guys, though, that we're looking here, and it is the pride of Kutztown University. Yes. And it is Jameer Gibbs, who we are excited to be able to see, hopefully get a healthy workload. How do you, your projections, see this split working out between these two? Well, uh, Field said in the past that since he's from my alma mater, I have to automatically like him and yes. rank him super high. So Again, Reynolds RB one, Reynolds RB one, vibes. Okay, it's all about yeah. vibes. Could sound vibes. Uh, uh, no, I, so I have Jameer Gibbs at 13th in my running back rankings. Uh, Reynolds at 31. So deep league flex option for Reynolds. Gibbs, I think, will be featured because that's what we saw in week three when. Yeah. Uh, Montgomery was out. out. And I want to talk about that because in that game, he played 59% of the snaps, 17 carries, 80 yards. That was by far his, his uh, most rushing production. Only had the two targets. However, 56% route participation, his usual race, 43%. So hmm. it was just a game where they didn't target the running. But we see that at sometimes. Sometimes Christian McCaffrey gets three targets. It's rare, but Austin Eckler, same thing. I think it was just a fluke. So mm-hmm. um, still a lot of involvement in the passing game in terms of running routes. I think he'll bounce back there. Uh, 
like him. Also, uh, the Ravens have led the third highest yards per target to running backs. So actually, it's been a good matchup for running backs as well. So really high in Gibbs, borderline RB1. Again, Reynolds just a deep league deep flex. League flex we'll if you need him. So remember the part about like really elevating the value of Craig Reynolds because he went yeah. to your alma mater. I'm, I'm saying you could start him. I think okay. that's high praise. In a 32 team, you could start him. Absolutely. Um, I see it pretty similarly. The only thing that I'm mindful of this week that I think wasn't as relevant the first time that Jameer Gibbs was the starter without David Montgomery is what if Jameer Gibbs is like, let's call it 80 to 85% on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Could that mean a decent amount more for Craig Reynolds as opposed to Jameer Gibbs? And I know you mentioned he was just 59% of the snaps, but maybe it's like a slightly reduced workload for Jameer Gibbs compared to the last time and a little bit more work for Craig Reynolds. Yeah. It might be interesting to see what they do with that other running back spot too. Cause bam Knights on IR out, now. Yeah. He played the he last was, time he was yeah. there then. Yeah. So uh, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Sometimes that you get a tell based on, Moves the team makes. Right. Uh, yeah. Didn't they the just uh, yeah. sign someone to the practice squad? Mo Ibrahim from. Uh, Is that who was? Okay. Had him for yep. a while. And they've also talked about the idea of potentially just using some other weapons within that offense in sort of like a Debo esque type role in case they don't have be fun, mm-hmm. huh? Especially with guys like Jamison Williams or Khalif Raymond, who we have yeah. known. Like Amon Ra gets carry sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. something to be able to look at. I have Craig Reynolds, though, as running back 27, just in case we're looking at uh, which one loves him more than the other. Right. You have that 31. Message received. Daniel loves Detroit more than you love Kutztown, just for the record. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. All right. right, Let's move ahead and talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Guys, we've got these Indianapolis Colts running backs, both Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss taking on what might be the toughest defense in the NFL mm-hmm. right now in the, the Browns. Cleveland Browns. Nasty. They are yeah. so freaking Narsty. good. And understanding yeah. that we have seen JT started out slow, 10 carries, 10, 10 snaps. I think you said the first week, Mike. <laughs> That's right. 10 snaps, 16%. And then he definitely upped it that second mm-hmm. week. Now, this seems like the week where we were talking about, are we going to unleash Jonathan Taylor a little bit more? And how mm-hmm. much is that going to help us mm. knowing the defense that they're playing? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll see another uptick. I think this is kind of going in a reasonable at a reasonable pace so far, limited in his first game back. He had just signed days before. I think it was the day before, right? When that was reported Uh, or or whatever. It was certainly that week. And then uh, an uptick last week, he actually led them in carries with eight. He also had six targets and had 65 total yards in that game. 43% of the snaps, a big uptick from 16% the week prior. I think we get another step forward, maybe to 60% this week. Uh, and that's enough, again, with six teams on a bye to rank him as a mid-range RB2. That's where I have him. I'm 14th in my rankings. Uh, I will say this. You mentioned the matchup. Zero running backs have reached 14 and a half fantasy points against the Browns this year. So yeah. this is a tough matchup. And I think it's going to be hard for both of these guys to be fantasy relevant this week. So the truth of the matter, matter is you probably have to pick one. And I'm going to pick Taylor. A little bit of Colts news, forth, Colts news forthcoming in about 30 seconds. If there's a way that Jackson can do this, edit it so that like for the next I don't know 30 seconds that I talk about the Colts running backs he actually just dulls my mic and no one can hear me that would be great because I think at some point Jonathan Taylor is going to be the lead back in this Colts backfield yeah I thought it would happen last week he was sort of the leader Mm -hmm. as Mike just alluded to but I'm talking about the guy who like just got $42 million. People are probably sick of me saying that fact, but I keep thinking to myself, when you pay all that money to this guy, you probably want to get some return on your investment, mm-hmm. right? And yet Zach Moss just keeps holding on for dear life and proving that he is a legit, legit running back in the NFL. Get that guy to Arizona right now mm-hmm. is what I keep telling myself. So uh, I have Moss ranked as RB22, still good enough to be a starter in a lot of leagues. And Jonathan Taylor is RB16. I'm sorry, RB14 for me this week. So I'm still starting Taylor once again. I don't know that I can say so confidently given the matchup and the fact that, of course, he hasn't been that busy over the first two weeks of being back. This is so gross that we have two running backs inside the top 25 against what might be the best defense yeah. in the NFL. That's what it looks like with six teams on Correct. a bye right now. Yeah, I was uh, working on a dynasty ranking update today and a running back, man. It's just. It's tough. Who's RB one for dynasty rankings? Uh, Bijan. Oh, oh yeah. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Who's RB two then? That's probably the more RB2 interesting question. Uh, second now. Um, oh, it's McCaffrey. Um, Gibbs is still in the conversation. I mean, he was an early Absolutely. first round pick. Sure. Um, who, who else is in there? Who am I Travis missing? Uh, is he up there? That ETNs. High? Yeah, I think of him like sixth right now. I'm missing somebody obvious. Who am I missing? Taylor. Taylor's up there. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. There we go. Okay. Call by Pulse there. Yes. Yeah. Brees Hall, I think I have three right now. now. Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, the Colts news is that they just announced Anthony Richardson 
will be done for the season uh, with that season ending shoulder shoulder surgery. So uh, speaking of an interesting dynasty. Yes. Player right now. Yes. We were talking about was that yesterday. We were talking about uh, Anthony Richardson. Yep. Like just get ready for the takes going into next season uh-huh. on Anthony Richardson's rank. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just to put a pin in it all again, RB 14 for Jonathan Taylor, RB 22 for Zach Moss. But I continue to shout out Zach Moss for holding value over the past two weeks. He has certainly proved a lot of people, including myself wrong, thinking that he was just a throwaway when he was traded away from Buffalo to Indianapolis in exchange uh, uh, for Naheem Hines. Yeah, yeah, Bills, it's just that Bills backfield. You know, as good as the pass offense has been, it's been high scoring, pass heavy. They're yeah. just not getting the most of their running backs. In fact, last week, I'm sure we'll get to this in the next, you know, two, two and a half shows, but uh, a lot more Latavius Murray last week. So Ooh. they're not get, really getting the yeah. most out of yeah. James Cook there either. They can get the most oh, out of Devin Singletary. Don't I don't need any us. of that. Yeah. I, like if I, and this isn't a, an anti Latavius Murray, but like in fantasy football, I don't need Latavius Murray taking touches away from James Cook here. Like let's, let's just sort of funnel those touches to the young guy that we're excited about. Yeah. I mean, that's what we want, but again, that's not going to happen. Another guy's value getting crushed by a committee. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough hey, these days. Without having Kyron Williams, some updates there, by the way, this week. So talk about that field. Uh, yeah. So Jeremy Fowler reporting earlier today that it could be a multi-week absence for mm-hmm. Kyron Williams. Just doing the look ahead because we are now at the point of the schedule where you can kind of look ahead to incorporate buys. Week seven is this week. Week eight, nine. The Rams going to buy in week 10. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there's a possibility Kyron could be back after their buy in week 11. Wow. I thought there was a chance this was just like a one week thing. Sounds like it could be closer to a month for Kyron Williams. Same thing happened to him last year, right? First play of his NFL career on special teams suffers a high ankle sprain. Miss, I think it was between four and six weeks. Never actually gets back on track. Another ankle injury for Kyron Williams. It's going to be a while before we see him back on the field. It sounds like, by the way, retroactive big W to Adam Schefter. He was all yeah. over Shefty that one. Crushed that one. All over that yeah. one. He, yeah. you know, he came back last year and didn't make much of an impact. I mean, at that point, they were just running Cam Akers into the ground, but. Right. I mean, Shefty had Elijah I, Mitchell two yeah. seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Kyron Williams. He's had a hand two to Atwell this year. Yeah, he's had. I mean, I want all the sleepers. Believe it or not, Adam Schefter knows. This. Actually, yeah, who would have thought? Who, who would have yeah. thought? Not so, that we doubted him, but with know, that thought call. field and just in case, I mean, I realize we're talking about here in week seven. Oh, baby. So, so let's just talk week seven right now. Yeah. Which one of these running backs would you rather have Zach Evans or Royce Freeman? Yeah. So let's talk principal parties involved here for a second. <laughs> okay. Before we start doing the analysis, there are four names you need to know. You just mentioned Zach Evans. Yep. A rookie draft pick out yep. of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Royce Freeman, the journeyman who has actually been playing for the Rams. So he's like perhaps the most experienced of the players Mm -hmm. that are actually involved right now. Miles Gaskin just signed off of the Vikings practice squad yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then Daryl Henderson is back back. to the practice squad. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I said at the beginning of the show about the 49ers backfield applies right here, right now to this Los Angeles Rams backfield. My preference would be to not start someone but if I had to roll the dice, my current role is on Zach Evans. Yes, it is very much a dice roll. This is a guy that lost out to Ronnie Rivers and yep. has been a non-factor so far this season. The reasons to like him are his, I mean, his college tape and, and efficiency numbers, outstanding. Like he was electric. He was a big time playmaker. However, he is he had like the lowest pass blocking rate in this class. He was mm. not used in that area. I, I say the most valuable player on this Rams offense is the quarterback. Uh, you got to keep him protected. Sure. It's and a great point. And that might be a Royce uh, Freeman factor right there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's uh, something to consider. Also, what a great uh, point that is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, also, thank you. Thank you. Just trying to be that. nice again. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, it's a nice <laughs> show today. Um, uh, Kyron Williams, the reason he's been so great in fantasy is volume, right? He's playing like 90% of the snaps. Mm. The Rams are only 16th in touches by running backs this Crazy. season. It's just yeah. that he has had like 90% of them. That's why uh, he's producing at a high level. Also, I mentioned this, I believe it was on Monday, only two targets for Kyron Williams in games since Cooper Cup has returned. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily like, oh man, someone's stepping into that Kyron role. Yep. Maybe they will. Maybe Zach Evans plays 90% of the snaps. But I think we're looking at a committee here with the th- first three guys you mentioned. Daryl Henderson hasn't been with the team all year, although Kareem yeah. Hutton wasn't either, and he stepped right into a role. Right, so. Henderson also fell out of favor, like in a pretty notable yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trivia for you: How many players saw a target last week for the Rams? Six. Is that what? Uh, well, Kyron had one, right? So it's one, two, three, four. I don't know. 
Five. Five. Right in the Pat Tip, Kevin Pulsifer right there. Five players. Only five. Is there a more concentrated passing offense right we now? We love it in fantasy. That we we want more of this. We do. It's why not I, after the dud game, we're still all in on Puka Nakua last week. So it was the big Sorry, three receivers, week. and it was Higby and and, uh, and Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. Yeah. yeah. So that, that yeah. one robust target for Kyron Williams might be good enough for like a 13% target share last week. Mm-hmm. Not literally, Gosh. but... Uh, yeah, it's um, it's an offense that in the passing game should be fairly predictable week in and week out against we a Steelers that. defense. Mm-hmm. That you like that matchup, don't you? Yeah, passing uh, games? Uh, yeah, uh, Steelers. Yeah, the matchup is good. They've been struggling. I think they're like top five. I actually have it here. Top five in uh, yards per carry uh, allowed. Eleventh most fantasy points, but the efficiency has been poor. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm with you. We we I'll like that. The passing game, I guess, is not a, quite as good. Yeah. But still, it's tough to if yet again. I'm picking one. I'm I'm taking Evans, but I yeah. think they're going to use two, maybe three backs. A reminder here in week seven, Panthers, Bengals, Mm -hmm. Cowboys, Mm -hmm. Texans, Jets, and Titans are all on by one of the things, Mike, that you had talked about. Let's throw we got a full screen that we can throw up here. We've been talking about a bunch of running backs that have not really been fantastic so far, except Mm -hmm. for the 49ers and the Lions. Uh, And now we're at a spot where here in week seven, we're going to be starting a bunch of running backs that we're not super thrilled on. Mm. If you have a Miami Dolphins running back. You have been so lucky this year, Mike. Yeah. Talk us through this. Full or screen. skilled if you drafted them. Nice job. I was not as high on Raheem Mostert as I should have been. Total. Or A-Chain for that matter because yeah. he's so tiny. But uh, for those he's that been are listening it. at home, total, the full screen is total offensive touchdowns scored by a team this year. Dolphins are first with what? 30. This is just the team. Yeah. 49ers have 22. Bills have and Lions both have 20. And then the Dolphins running backs alone, if they were their own team, would have 19 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They would have the fifth most touchdowns in the NFL just as that position group. Yeah, if they had no passing touchdowns, they'd be fourth in the NFL in, in touchdowns. Miami would. It's incredible. That like they're ahead of unreal. The, they're ahead of the Chargers who had a bye, but uh, they have 15. And the Chiefs. The Chiefs only have 15 offensive touchdowns. Uh, that offense is incredible. Um, yeah. Look Miami, at them. I'm, I can't wait to see Miami as it gets cooler and they're playing colder games because remember, Tua was undefeated. They were like week 10 last year, and he came back and then did not win another game late in the year. So I'm very curious to see how Miami does. Remember, they're my Super Bowl team. So I'm feeling Ooh. optimistic, but uh, I'm, I, that's the big test, I think, is when it cools down. And just the, the schedule, the teams they play gets a little bit different, too. That too right? but, like if yeah. you look at who they have performed and, and you play the teams on your schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying he, Tua, we did our uh, first edition of the MVP voting on ESPN.com. My mm-hmm. vote was clearly for Tua, but some of the defenses they have shredded so far this season, the Broncos, the Panthers, the Chargers, that's three of them. They also, uh, they, they lost were, to the bills, lost yeah. to the bills. They were new England was relatively uh, yeah. kept in check against yeah. the Patriots. And then whoever the last team, they were both yeah. road games, right? Uh, they were both. Yeah, yeah. I don't think weather was really a factor no, no, there no, so no, much, but, but just yeah. like the two, you know, the Patriots defense, not maybe not as dominant anymore with injuries and such, but at least, you know, brilliant, Defensive minds they face so far this season have had much more of an answer than the other four teams who have literally invited them uh, to score like in record bunches. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I realize we're not we weren't talking about the Dolphins, but looking at their schedule, last five games they only have one road game, dude. They're going to be like thirteen and four, fourteen and three. Is that right year. down the stretch? Yeah, like down a, the stretch. Oh, right. so they're an extremely road heavy schedule. Titans yeah, at, that's right. So yeah. the, the very right. end of the season, yep. Titans at home, Jets at home, mm-hmm. Cowboys at home, mm-hmm. at Baltimore and then the Bills at home. That'll be so a like, good stretch, though. There's for some the, tough games in that there, Bills but game. Them be huge, all yeah. be basically all yeah. being in Miami. I think will give them a little bit of a yeah. That's going to be huge. Crazy. I was thinking about that on the drive in because like uh, Miami does not want to travel to Buffalo and we you know in the playoffs. Nobody wants to travel. <laughs> like, to no Buffalo. one does. But I mean, you don't want to go to Kansas City. Certainly, you don't want to go to Buffalo. Like uh, that's going to be huge for them to get home home, yeah, home just, ice advantage. I was just thinking about this. Like most people, when they're driving into work. Probably think about stuff that's like a lot more normal than we do. It's oh, like we're yeah. on the drive into work. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm thinking about Kyron Williams' target share this upcoming <laughs> week. Mike's like, yeah, like I'm thinking about the Dolphins' chances of <laughs> repeating their offensive success in bad weather conditions, potentially in Buffalo, maybe New York in like, you know, mid January, right? Like most people are probably thinking yeah. about like, man, like, What's like a, what was like my who's my favorite character in Succession or like what's the next great show on yeah, TV? Yeah, whatever show you just watched last like, night, you know, like you're going yeah, back through yeah, like what yeah. happened. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, what no, should I have for dinner this tonight or something? Ten, 10 to midnight last night, I was going through all 32 defenses and updating snap counts and stuff. Oh my gosh! I mean, that's what we do at this time of year. That's just no, oh, no, Mike, that's what I say. You, you hey know, Mike, man, you know this hey, microphone. Five percent of our people play in IDP leagues. They're that's happy right, right now. That's yeah, right. I was okay. gonna say, like you know, I'm here for you. Sometimes 
you can just leave some stuff unsaid. I don't need to tell. Hey, I'm not. Look, I'm grinding. <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm here for the people. Okay. You're playing an IDP league. You're welcome. Okay. Hey, got picked up the right guy. If we're here for the people, let's talk about these Vikings wide yeah, receivers. Let's rip through. Let's rip through. Let's rip. Let's rip. rip, rip we rip, didn't rip, have rip. Justin Jefferson last week, and we I did didn't not. feel quite as good about these Vikings wide receivers. They just didn't really like. They didn't need to do as much. Last that was game. a big thing. They that did was, not need to do nearly as much. So when you're looking at them this week, yeah. are you back in feeling confident and comfortable in spite of what mm-hmm. was last week's game for Jordan Addison? I know he got in the end zone, but like, yeah. I expected a little bit more volume. Wide receiver 23 for me this week is Addison. Yes, the matchup well, is difficult because uh, they play against the 49ers, yeah. who if you look at where they rank in terms of uh, opposing wide receivers fantasy points, they're they're 16th, so right there in smack dab in the middle. But obviously, the kind of defense that, like, if Kirk Cousins is completely under ambush all night, would not surprise you whatsoever. But the important stuff is that last week, on the 33 dropbacks by Kirk Cousins, Jordan Addison ran a route on 32 of those 33 dropbacks. Mm-hmm. So, so they're throwing the football. Yep, Osborne, the exact same number of uh, routes in terms of dropbacks. So when they're going to throw the football, it's going to be these two guys on the field, a bunch. Addison's way too talented to not have a legitimate role week in and week out. So last week was the second fewest passing attempts in the six games that Kirk Cousins has played so far this season. I'm in on Addison. I've got Osborne a little bit lower because I think Addison is the better bet to score a touchdown or have a big play. Yeah. uh, The reason the Niners are mid pack against wide receivers is because uh, they face the fifth most targets among Uh wide receivers, but they've allowed the six lowest yards for target. So they're very good defensively as we know, but teams are betraying them and have to throw the ball a lot. This happens to a lot of uh, really good teams. So uh, that works into the favor of Minnesota because yep. they like to throw the ball. They're trailing often. They're not afraid to just wing it around. They're the, I believe he's still the only team that had a rushing touchdown this year. That plays right in the hands of Addison. So I'm no just a pinch rushing higher. touchdowns for the Vikings. Yeah, I believe they're the only team left. I think uh, every, I think uh, Giants scored one. So I think they are the only team left. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so Addison, I'm just inside my top 20. And Osborne hasn't hit 12 and a half fantasy points in a game this year. But when you're on the field for every single play, he had the same target share last week as Jordan Addison. He's still a viable flex option. Maybe, Actually, the, I'm lower maybe the Giants forgot that they had actually scored a rushing touchdown at the end of the first half on Sunday night. They were like, we got to get in for one finally, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they ran the football rather than trying to throw yeah, the actually, football. Did Breida have? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about the other two. No, Breida anyway. has scored a touchdown. That's correct. Yeah. So anyway, anyway uh, point being, I think Minnesota, the only team left, Even hasn't though- done it. Even though they're taking on the 49ers, it feels like maybe not Kirk Cousins, but like we're starting everyone else here. Alexander Madison is going to be start with six teams on a bye. You're starting both oh, of yeah. these wide receivers. Madison been top 24 every week, but one TJ Hawkinson is going to be a start here. So it's going to be one of those things. Start your Vikings in spite of the fact that you're playing the 49ers. Just don't feel bad about it. Like this yeah. is how it works I mean, sometimes. Hawkinson eight targets on 33 dropbacks last week. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a target share Heck right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of target share. Mm. How about Drake London? Yeah, we saw Drake yes, London look fantastic last wow. week. Taking. Steelers um, have no rushing touchdowns, by the way. Steelers, no rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I'll tell you really? what. Really? So there's, so that's it. So it's the Steelers and the Vikings. Steelers okay. and the Vikings. Got it. Okay. Wow. Right. Hats have the team. pulse right there. Good call. Yep. I mean, if you think Gosh. about it, that actually is kind of weird because Najee's been dominant this year. Oh wait. <laughs> oh wait. Uh, Never mind. Yeah. yeah. I don't even. I don't even. With six teams on it. a buy, and I don't even think I have him ranked as a starter. You do not. It's, Confirmed. I this was one of the questions that I get the most, to be honest, is like, can I drop Najee Harris? Is Najee Harris That's droppable? a tough drop. A tough drop. I keep yeah. telling people the answer is no because he's still too talented and everything happens. Like if that offense turns it around. But like I you, you I can put him in timeout though. You cannot play him. Absolutely. Just bench him. I yeah, understand. Just put that him on part. the bench. Like oh, what do you brutal. do? Is like you need to take have some off. No, takes have some honest conversations with Najee. Oh yeah, yeah. like we did with Patrick Mahomes. Right. Just Let's go with um, it didn't work so well last well, week. Right. I guess it did. He finished quarterback seven. Um but no more seriously like you, you put them on the bench and you have a couple conversations during the week right like and they got to be positive you have to figure out what kind of player is he see the kind of player that thrives off of telling you that he's like not good enough or him tell you telling him he's not good enough like is he the kind of guy that gets motivated by the criticism or is he a power positivity guy mm. and that's your job as the manager is you got to figure these things out right you got to be able to tell can Najee respond if I go in there and rip him one or does he need me to remind him first round pick Mm-hmm. Had more targets than any other running back as a rookie. Yes, mm-hmm. was outstanding as a rookie. Like he's got a great that smile. Can be you, yeah, yeah. You his eyes are good. You want to fire him up? You know what you do. Call him Najee. 
Oh, that's Ooh, that's how you get them fired up. Right there. We're yeah. to be clear. We're t- you're talking to your screen here. Yes, you're not, do not, not tweet at Najee Harris. Harris. <laughs> Dude, leave the man alone. He's Please trying his hardest. Okay, yeah. Najee Harris. All right, let's talk about Drake London though. Field okay. after last week's game, we've seen Desmond Ritter do some things slinging the football. Yeah. Does this mean that you feel comfortable trusting Drake London here this week? Over the past five weeks, he is 15th in the NFL with 42 targets. Yeah. That part is good. Uh, the question is just how much you trust this passing offense in a game in which you think you think that they're going to be able to play it how the Falcons want to play it right the past two games the things have gotten away from them right they have all of a sudden had to play games where they were throwing the football a ton and sort of unexpectedly by the way like I would have thought against the commanders Mm -hmm. Sam Howell would not have had three early touchdown passes and this would have been a 20 to 17 game what is your confidence that the Bucks will have a massive lead against the Falcons if it's high you should feel pretty good about Drake London. If it's lower, and I think it's a little bit lower personally, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a hard time jamming Drake London into your lineup as a lock just because we have seen that every time you think you can trust this Falcons offense, they revert back to what they were. Or even if they do throw the football a decent amount, Kyle Pitts gets eight targets. John Smith gets seven of them. Bijan gets five. Matt Collins gets a random four. And you're like, oh, wait. Drake London, despite the fact that they threw the ball 37 times, had four targets. Mm-hmm. I've got him as wide receiver 32, so yeah. not exactly totally confident in him yet. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, eight targets per game since the week one dud when he had no yeah. catches on one yep. target. Uh, back-to-back top 20s. He had a career high in passing yards last week and actually or receiving yards last week. A touchdown or 70-plus yards in four of his last five games as well. So he's been productive enough that you feel fine starting him. But you're right. I mean, they're not as run heavy as last year, but game script adjusted. They're still the run heaviest team in the NFL. It's not as balanced as I thought it was. Um, But again, it's not as bad as it was last year as well. Also, again, I made the same point you just did on Monday, which is, you know, I feel better about them trailing because of what we saw against Washington. That was a team we thought they would control the game or be competitive. They were not. Uh, I think this will be a close enough game with uh, Tampa Bay. But honestly, we're just kind of, hoping they're trailing. Yeah, and that, that's what right. we want. We that's are. sort of that's sort of where it's at for me because I both of these defenses are really good against the run, right? Tampa and Atlanta have done really good at shutting mm-hmm. down fantasy running backs. I think Atlanta is the allowed the fifth fewest. Third. Tam- Tampa's the sixth fewest. Is it third? Okay. I don't know. I mean, anyway, yeah, it's close. Good, they're yeah. in there. They're both fantastic. So I said that so case, confidently that you believe me. I I'm did. pretty sure it's third. Uh, but looking at it, if I, if I look at this, I am worried that Bijan is not going to run the ball as effectively as I want to, in spite of the fact they're going to run against him, just because of the fact that Tampa is good against the run. So I'm hoping because of that, actually, that we do see more passing game work here mm-hmm. because in just watching the Detroit Lions, they could not run the ball effectively. And I realized they didn't have David Montgomery against this Tampa defense. That was the thing that they did is they shut down that running game. So I'm just curious how this is going to work out. I also have Drake London as wide receiver 31. I don't feel all that confident. A lot of the same things that you said field, I feel, but uh, this one is going to be interesting for me. One thing I'll say about Bijan though, is that even if your expectations are lower, like, you're still starting Bijan, like, because you can have course. seven targets. In the it's the idea game. that I don't want them to just do like I don't want them to hand the ball off 30 times for 1.3 yards per carry. And then they, that's the way that the Falcons just want to play this game. Yeah, it's really interesting. The guy that benefits if they're going to be ahead in this game, if they get up like 10 nothing early and they're protecting a lead. Don't, don't, don't say that out loud. Yeah. He's the one. I mean, he's the guy we saw in week one. Yeah. Uh, but if they're trailing, he's the guy that has the big swing in, in usage. So. Yeah. Mike, is Zay Flowers the pass catcher that you want for the Baltimore Ravens? And I say that even understanding that Mark Andrews is there, but Zay Flowers has been getting volume Mm -hmm. from Lamar Jackson. He might be the receiver we want from this draft class this year, too. We'll see how that kind of shakes out. But Quentin Johnson hasn't done much yet. Jordan Addison and Flowers have both been... Uh, really good. I mean, you have like Tank Dell, like there's a guy's kind of down the, down the list. Uh, our boy Cedric Tillman someday. We forget He's about gonna, Puka Nakua because he was so yeah, late Puka on Nakua that is, list. Uh, like yeah, that's a good call. That's yeah, a good Puka call, probably so. will be the one. Yeah. Um, but Zay Flowers, but anyway. are you trusting him here against these Detroit Lions in week seven? Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I have him 17th in my rank. He's probably the highest I've been on him all season long. Uh, under 18 points in every game. So we haven't seen the big breakout game, but he scored his first touchdown uh, last week. He has eight or more targets in four games, including each of the last two. And he's had a pretty high floor. He's had 48 to 78 yards in every game so far this season, 28% target share. And again, your lions pretty good. means you have to throw against them. They've allowed their uh, 12th most fantasy points allowed to receivers. So not like poor, but they give up points because teams have to throw against them. So I like them a lot. Have you seen the target distribution for Zay flowers and like the route charting for Zay flowers this year? No, I have not. It's a lot of either like, 50-yard bombs down the field oh, really? or passes that are caught behind the line of scrimmage. Yes. Okay. 
So when you're talking about him not having that big boom game yet, it's because what do those two things do? When you're throwing the football a ton down the field, much higher variance, like the chances of actually completing those passes is pretty darn low. Mm -hmm. When you're throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, you might pick up several catches, but you might also pick up very few yards. So it's like when he has a game in which those two things mesh positively together, Mm -hmm. he will crack anti-fantasy points. It could well be this Sunday. I've got him as wide receiver 14. Love me some safe flowers. kind of sounds like Christian Watson a little bit. A A lot of... A lot of Hail Marys to him, but also know that the you're allowed to say range. that name in front of Daniel. Oh, anymore. is that right? Yeah. Well, once he makes it inside the top 25, you can start talking about him. Did, where was he last week? He had a, oh, he didn't. Well, he got he got a horse collar before he ran into that's the end zone. Right. That's that was right. tough. Oh, that's tough. Uh, that was uh, two weeks ago. I, the way you just described that, though, about Zay Flowers makes me think of a realized different sport, but like, sounds like the James Harden of the NFL, where it's all like threes you, and layups. It's all threes or layups. There's nothing in between. It's like, I'm going to catch these high efficient, like right at the line of scrimmage, or I'm going to have these deep shots where like it's going to pay off big time. Who will James Harden be playing for this I season? I don't even care. Okay. I don't know. What sport does he play? About that? Mike. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a joke. That's a joke. I love you. I love you. All right, let's talk about Josh Palmer. Guys, we've been trying to make Josh Palmer a thing. Last year, Mm -hmm. we tried to make Josh Palmer a thing while Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were out. And he was fine, Mm -hmm. but he didn't really like progress to the spot that we were hoping he was going to in this Chargers offense. Over 10 fantasy points each of the last two weeks. He is getting volume from Justin Herbert yeah. Field. Are you trusting him here in week seven against the Kansas City Chiefs? This should be a game where they score 100 points, right? Uh, outside my top 30, it should not be a game in which they score 100 points because the Chiefs all of a sudden are a defensive team. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. The I Chiefs know. are playing excellent defense this entire season. They have been sort of sputtering relative to their own expectations on offense. And it feels like other than week one, Every time we've assumed the Chargers are going to play a shootout game, it's like, all right, 2017 against the Cowboys with the last second field goal to win the game, right? Um, so I've got him outside my top 30. Uh, Palmer has been in this absolutely incredible role now way too frequently and not actually paid off for me to say to myself, like, when he is in the Keenan Allen or Mike Williams role, it means guaranteed fantasy start. So I don't know. It's just been like we've had, we've seen way too much of him falling short for me to feel like, yes, even in a week with six teams on a bye, have to start him. I somewhat agree, but also I feel like he looks a little better this year. Like he, and, and it's he showing up touchdown called back last week. Yeah. And, and it showed, but it is even without that touchdown, yeah. it's shown up in the stat line, uh, four for 66 and a touchdown three for 77 and four for 16 is last three games. Not earth shattering, mm-hmm. but uh, that's, that's decent production. Also seven or more targets and 10 plus fantasy points in three straight games. So especially with six teams out, that's a guy that's at least uh, on the in the wide receiver three conversation. But to your point, yeah, Chief's seventh fewest fantasy points allowed, the second lowest yards per target. It's really interesting. The reason that they have like big question marks at receiver, yeah. uh, and you know they're going with McKinnon and Pacheco in the backfield, is they haven't really had to feel like they have to invest in those positions because they have Patrick Mahomes. It's been going into the O line and especially the defense. It's where like all their draft capital has gone, and that defense is really good. It kind of reminds me of like the Brady era Patriots where quietly the defense was just so good all the time, but every, no one cared. It was all about Tom Brady and Randy Moss and Westwell. You're not allowed to say those things right now, Mike, because we're, we're uh, we're in this quick tangent, but like we're at this, we're at this point now where there are questions about the Patriots and the coaching future. Right. Mm -hmm. And much of the narrative, like uh, it's, you know, we live in new England. So we hear a lot of Of Patriots talk and, I was sitting there at uh, at dinner with my family a couple nights ago, and it was this guy and his and his grandfather, and this he looked like he was probably in like his late twenties, early thirties, was just ripping Belichick to shreds. <sighs> He hasn't he hasn't found a good player since two thousand and five. This guy's a bum. He got carried by Brady for twenty years. I'm not sure if I'm doing a good bo- I'm from Boston. I can't no, remember. I think you're doing that's good pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. like this guy's an idiot. He's just he's just been, you know, he's been dragged by Brady's coattails for twenty years, oh and God. you're just like, you know, two things can be true at once, right? Like Brady yes, can be the best you. player of all time, and Bill Belichick can be the greatest and most accomplished coach of all time. Mm-hmm. The Patriots have been in a rut. For like half a decade, there's not, there's no yeah. two ways about that. But uh, at the same time, like I'm just, just go back and look at some of the master strokes personnel wise that that team did for over a decade. The Chiefs, I hope we don't one day if their time comes where Patrick Mahomes is not there and all of a sudden things fall apart. I don't want this to be that all, all that matter was Patrick Mahomes and not the brilliance of Andy Reid and mm-hmm. the front office in Kansas City. I'm just like, well, I'm yeah. getting about 12 years ahead of the curve on that take. Yeah, the easy uh, comeback Squatting there is on. that Andy Reid was so good with Philly, too, so he's done it with 
lots of quarterbacks, lots of teams. But um, my my response to the Patriots thing, just really quick, is um, you know there's a a lot of elite quarterbacks that have been in this league. There's a lot of elite coaches in this league, and yeah. they don't win seven Super Bowls. Exactly. Like they they it, exactly. it, when those Nine two come 19. together, yeah, that's when you win seven Super Bowls. Yes. Right? Everybody so, tells you that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback ever. How yeah. many has he got? One. Okay. Yeah. One. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. And just anyways, we yeah, digress. I'm with you there, but again, so they, they show talks before. about how good their defense has been, even yeah. post Brady. Yeah. This is one of those things. Uh, just as a Lions fan, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, guys, you, you got selfish have some freaking perspective. Yeah, I know, like I know, seriously, you do I'm not understand yeah. how good you had it. But anyways, anyways yeah. Uh, all right. So that's it on Josh Palmer. I like our Wednesday shows. I don't you know, just, our Wednesday hey, shows that's, are fun. Let me save some rants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a couple things to get out. Hopefully, no one minds. Yeah. Wait till you guys hear my thoughts on the Dodgers next Wednesday. Oh, that's so good. Got some takes. All right, we got some tight end talk coming up in just a minute. Yes field we are going to pay some bills yeah so we are daniel with our friends over at geico i'm going to find my sheet it is right here Ooh. home auto prize sports memorabilia whatever you need to protect geico can help get you covered and with the award-winning geico mobile app you can get 24 7 claim support and on-the-go policy access it's easy go to geico go to geico.com today Hey, college football fans, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that will help you win game days this season. Eckrich Smoked Sausage. Mm. You're probably asking yourself, you're like, Mike Clay, could it really be that easy? I love to get sausage. good sausage? Absolutely it is. <laughs> Eckrich Smoked Sausage is crafted with the perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. They are delicious all by themselves or in any recipe that you can dream up. And if the word recipe sounds like a lot of work, don't worry. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes, making your tailgating prep a stress-free event. So there you go. Eckrich Smoked Sausage is the secret to winning game days. You can thank me later. Visit Eckrich.com for more. Can I say one thing about my Geico Live Read? Go ahead, Field. It asked about prized sports memorabilia. Mm. Yesterday, I made a purchase. Shut that up. is my new favorite sports memorabilia purchase. Oh, I want to know what this is. Wait until I bring it to the show next week. Is this the one you've been saying you wanted for a while or something else? Uh, I don't know that I've mentioned this in any way, shape, or form. I don't know. Okay. This is, I, I, okay. I was thinking of the thing that you were thinking of, which okay. was that. Okay. But, the thing. Yes. Yeah, the uh, thing. This is going to be sweet. All right. I can't wait. I Do you have prize sports memorabilia? Do you have yeah, one? I have I have a lot, I have a lot. That's my uh, my basement is loaded. Your with basement stuff is growing. loaded. It's mostly Mark Martin and Eagle stuff, but let's say heaven forbid, Mike. <laughs> but luckily, your house is covered by Geico, so it's okay. Your house is on fire. You've got to grab one thing from your basement to be oh, yeah. able to save. Oh man, choose between one? your daughters. <laughs> well, no, no, your, your family is safe. Yeah, yeah, your your family is safe. The pup is safe. You don't have to worry about that. If you've got one sports memorabilia, is there um, one that like stands out to you? Uh, I would say I, feel bad about it I have uh, just a little piece of paper. When I first started at ESPN, I got Field Yates autograph. Stop. A little, little piece of paper. Yeah, I would grab that. Wait, but That's I I, I've, I, I did the eight by 10 photo last year. Did you not? <laughs> oh, no. Did I, I mail it to you? Did I, it not I get sold there? that on eBay. Yeah, I was just going to oh, say, those I needed, go for a pretty good I needed five You know what's weird really? is that uh, I constantly <laughs> check my own name on eBay and I actually bought that. Oh, that's what yeah, it is. So I was trying to figure out why it looks so familiar. You oh, wanted to get your, uh, like everything of field each just sells. Like we got it. That's up the pricing. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for AI generated fantasy insights built with IBM Watson X. Today we are talking media darlings, players for whom the media sentiment has recently improved by a factor of 10. Mm. And Mike Clay, we're talking about AJ freaking Brown. Yeah, yeah, baby. He has looked so good for your Philadelphia Eagles. He's made Devonte Smith look like he's not even a part of that wide receiving core over the last couple of weeks. AJ Brown has just been fantastic. As you're watching him, as an Eagles fan, as the analyst, the projector for ESPN, how do you feel when you watch AJ Brown? I feel great. Uh, what a what an amazing trade by Howie Roseman on draft Seriously. day. Remember, the, they got him for first-round pick. The pick was Traylon Burks. Uh, just a home run call here, uh, as usual, by Howie Roseman. 125-plus yards in four straight games. First Eagle ever to do that. Uh, he has been incredible wow. over the past month or so. Believe it or not, as good as he has been this season, still delivering what mid-range wide receiver one numbers. Yep. He's two touchdowns. They mm. both came in one game this season. So uh, still room for growth in that department for A.J. Brown this season. And he is going to be busy this week because guess what? The Eagles win a lot of games. They don't trail often. Yep. They're going to have to throw against Miami. So a chance for oh, yeah. Brown, Goddard. Devontae Smith to get back on track. Well, not back on track, but to have a big game. So I, I guess we could have led the show with this. Are you at all concerned about Quintoris Lopez being signed to the practice squad yesterday? <laughs> uh, you know, I adjusted all the projections. Um, For those unfamiliar, yeah, it's all 
Julio Jones was signed by the Eagles, and Julio's real first name is Quintoris. I I, I swear to God, I didn't know who we were talking about. <laughs> I, I had no, no idea. idea. <laughs> Quintoris. Yeah. Usually, uh, I know that stuff. But Julio Jones' like, first name not- is Quintoris. His name is Quintoris Lopez Jones, and he goes by Julio. There's so many names like that, like uh, wow. like Matt Stafford's not right. Yeah, he's John Smith. He's John Stafford. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Wait, isn't John Juju's, Smith? Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. Juju's is like completely unrelated. Um, what a great job by him. Well, yeah. John Smith oh, or Juju Smith Schuster. Who do we just do this to with Field? Was it uh, Antonio Gibson? Oh, oh, or, Anto- oh, oh Antonio, Antonio Pollard. Pollard. Antonio yeah. Pollard. That's Antonio Pollard yeah. That one feels more obvious. But, uh, anyway, but um, yeah, no more, sir. For those that are wondering whether you need to uh, bother with the waiver claim on Julio Jones, the answer is no. No, no it's not. Uh, the thing, though, as an Eagles fan, I, you know, obviously I talked to my friends who are Eagles fans, were like, you know, they our kind of sneaky team at Thin the deadline. And, yeah. They're oh. very top heavy. And if they're last year, they were lucky that Brown and Smith were healthy all year. Not to mention Goddard for most of the year. One of those guys goes down. That's like a quarter of the targets right there. And suddenly mm. you're like, like Alamade Zacchaeus and yeah. Quez yep. Watkins when he's back from IR. So kind of like the low key, take a flyer on 35 year old Julio Jones. It's costing it him nothing. He's on the practice squad. There's yeah. a fixed salary there. So it's not like it's costing them much money. They have plenty of money and, to spend. Anyways. I, I don't they'll be done yet i threw out like zach Ertz yesterday as a name like just add more Bring in zach Ertz back you know, zach I, I Ertz trending downwards in terms of snaps yeah. played Trey mcbride out snapped mm-hmm. him for the first time uh last week mm. so mm. kind of out of a name you know uh arizona's one win probably probably selling some parts but uh i they're a they're a low-key team we know how he's active in the trade market oh, yeah. that could add a add another player at some point all right we're gonna move ahead but you're starting all your Eagles here against the Miami Dolphins. Like, especially like you just said, oh, Mike, yeah. I think it's a great point. Like if everyone they, except for Quintoris, they are not yes, usually Quintoris. trailing. This could be one of those games where they're going to have to throw yep, the, football. They have the, the key five there. Uh, actually, it's funny. This game, I noticed that I, you know, I write the playbook and I write the lineup locks mm-hmm. and then I write like a borderline player. I write about that. Yeah. Like I'd kind of swing you one way or the other. There were no like borderline players in this game. Think about it. Every skill guy is a lineup lock in this, in this Dolphins Eagles game. Yeah. All yes. five for the Eagles. Literally. There's no other guys. Miami. It's, the quarterback Tua, it's Raheem Oster for sure. It's Tyreek and Waddle. No tight end. That's it. They're like, who else are we talking about? 13-10 game incoming. Stop. Yeah, Nine, I know that. nine yeah. lineup locks from a fantasy perspective, and we're going to score 23 total points. Also, not to be overlooked, the Eagles are wearing their Kelly Green uniforms oh, on yes. Sunday night. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really that. believe, and off the top of my head, like five of the greatest uniforms in professional sports history Kelly Green Eagles, Orange Crush Broncos, Powder Blue Chargers, Seahawks Throwbacks, Patriots Reds. No, those orange. should all be full time. I like the Bucks Throwbacks. The, the Bucks Cream Sickles, yeah. the Dolphin Throwbacks. Those are terrific. Like, bring all of these back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I just watched a video on the acts of Tristan Wirfs telling Penny Sewell. He's like, hey, let me get that. They want to I saw that. that. <laughs> He's like, not this one. I got to <laughs> keep yeah, this yeah, one, that's baby. A good call. Which is funny. Anyways, all right. All right, let's move ahead and talk about some tight ends. Field, I actually need you to lead this one off because I'm not allowed to talk yeah, you're about these You're allowed to absolve yourself. All right, so Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith, the Falcons take on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. And wouldn't you know it, Jonu Smith and Kyle Pitts crack the top 10 Let's for us go. this week. Well, uh, Jonu Smith's number 11 for you, Mike. So very, very close. And uh, so, Daniel, we can... If you want to chime in, please roll do. Roll a tape from Monday. The, yeah. Uh, you and I, I mean, it's at totally it. understandable and justifiable, right? So last time I'll say in the show, six teams on a bye. Yep. Not that there are a bunch of tight ends that you normally use, but there are at least some names that are not available this week because they are literally enjoying some vacation time, Mike. And mm-hmm. just follow the numbers, right? Over the past two weeks, Kyle Pitts has been great. Over the past five weeks, John Smith has been great himself. Like, make the case against starting one of them would be my answer to this. The uh, case against it would be the matchup. The Buccaneers have been outstanding against tight ends. Fourth most tight end targets face, but no tight end has reached 12 fantasy points. And check this out. So with tight ends, it can be a little high variance. You have to look at who they yeah. played, right? They faced TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Cole Komet, and yep. Sam Laporta, and the Saints, who use a bunch of different guys, including Taysom Hill. So uh, that's four Tight end ones that they have faced, and they ends, yeah. and they faced a ton of targets, and they have not allowed a twelve point performance to any tight ends yet so far this season. So that's my uh, red flag here. But again, with so many teams on a buy and so many unreliable tight ends, they still crack my top twelve. They're both borderline guys with probably limited upside. I don't even want. We're to done. Okay, we're done. I still want all all the Kyle Pitts shares. I'm yes, still agreed. fully invested. I'll tell you what, I would want. To, I just want to say this. I've got Jonu Smith at nine. Okay, you've got Kyle Pitts at nine. I've got 
Did we do a board bet Monday on this? I, I I don't know. I don't think we did on Monday. We did. I definitely nine eleven. You can do like a straight Smith. up John o. Smith versus Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I'm, board I'm bet down with that. Let's do that. take that. Yeah. Let's take this right now because I I still am in on John o. Smith here. Okay. I think that John o. Smith scores more fantasy points in week seven than Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts scores more fantasy points than John o. Smith in week seven. And I say Nicole Pro it scores more fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just kidding. You want to put that on the board? Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Awesome. Love that. All right. Let's talk about Cole Komet, too, because without Justin Fields, mm, yep. this one feels a little bit scarier for me. He was one of those guys that was sort of in that like back end of the tight end one conversation. Is he still there if Justin Fields does not roll on Sunday? Yeah, I, I have him ninth for the same reasons I just laid out uh, for the Falcons tight ends, which is there's not a lot of great options. Uh, yeah. Komet had two really good games in a row last week. Two catches, nine yards. Of course, Fields left that game uh, early on. Uh, I don't think Tyler Bajant looked great. He had 83 yards on 14 pass attempts and ran for a touchdown. It's just going to be one of the things like you start him. You're just hoping Bajant just looks his way a lot, just just falls in love with him and throws it to him six, seven times. Uh, But again, when you're ranking these guys, you get to you get to that area and you're like, how do you put? I guess I'll just go commit here because it's a it's rough at the end of the tight end ranks. Two things and both very, very important. Uh, I have a team in which my two quarterbacks are Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields. And prior to last week, every time I played Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields went off. And every time I played Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins went off. Okay. So just to be clear. And then every time I played Cole Komet, Tyler Higby, my other tight end, had a decent enough game and right. Cole Komet completely busted and then vice versa. So uh, at some point during fantasy football now on Sunday, I will let the masses know whether I'm starting uh, Cole Komet or Tyler Higby. And we just fade it. And we fade field. Correct. Fade yeah. field. Just second of all, fan tight ends. I'm actually glad we talked about this game because we have a tight end who is making a name for himself. Oh, it yes. should be on your radar. Mm-hmm. Michael Mayer, second Let's round go. pick of the Las Vegas Raiders, outstanding player during his time at Notre Dame, showing up more and more by the week. And if I'm the Raiders and I'm looking for answers offensively, because as I've said recently, the Raiders are now a defensive team who has a real shot to be four and three, by the way, I want more juice on offense. Get Michael Mayer, big rookie number 87. He has looked the part and more over the past couple of weeks. Could this be that a tight end has worked his way into top 15 consideration yep. just because a couple of good weeks. So if you haven't yet, or if, if, if nobody in your league has yet added Michael Mayer, love him as an mm-hmm. ad and maybe even start, but at least stash player for this week. Yeah, this was another, much like Arizona, we just talked with Ertz and yep. McBride, mm-hmm. who was a second round pick last year. This was a changing of the guard for the Raiders. Austin Hooper had essentially been their starter yep. to begin the season. He was phased out a bit last week and Mayer took control and had uh, his best game by far. Uh, yeah, I mean, rookie tight ends usually aren't great in fantasy. That's starting to change, it seems like, especially with... Uh, your guy, Laporta. Sam Laporta, Kyle Pitts a couple years ago had a, yeah. a top 10 season as well. Uh, and and when they do are, when they are at least on the fantasy radar, even before three years ago, it was like they start coming on in the second half of their rookie season. Yeah, that's the case there with Mayer. So I'm with you because that is a pretty high volume pass attack. No Jimmy Garoppolo this week. That might be a mess that game with Raiders and Bears, both without potentially their starting quarterback. Uh, you got to figure Aiden but, O'Connell starts, by the way, right? You think so? He started the one game that Jimmy Garoppolo missed before. Yeah. And I know that after the game, Josh McDaniels talked about some like the protection issues and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Uh, this new emergency third quarterback rule has sort of like blurred the lines on who yeah. the backup is on a depth chart at a given time. Because obviously when Jimmy G got hurt last week, Brian Hoyer came in and played fine, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, for the second half, enough to help them win over the Patriots. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's a chance Aiden O'Connell is back under center this week. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I have no insight on this other, other than to say that Hoyer was the backup last week. And this is a team that will have a winning record if they win this game. And they might want the security of the veteran Brian Hoyer over the unknown stream. Like day three rookie, so. yeah. I yeah. just want to say this field. It sort of made me, I threw up in my mouth a little bit when you were like, if the Raiders <laughs> are looking for someone to, in order to get the offense involved, it's like, just throw the ball to freaking Devonte Adams. Yeah. How about we stop ignoring Devonte Adams and start giving him the football again? You are correct. However, the only thing I will say is that if Mayer continues to develop, it's one more player. The defense has to account for and one less body to throw at Devonte. Yeah, Adams. I mean, That's Adams, true. Myers, Mayer, and Jacobs. Pretty good. That good. sounds pretty, pretty good. It's trying to get Trey Tucker involved. Yeah, playmaker, returner. The only thing the about three. Trey Tucker that I've noticed is that every time he's in the game and Devontae Adams is not in the game, it's going to be a reverse of Trey Tucker. <laughs> I noticed that. Like, because like yeah. every time Devontae leaves the game, the camera pans to Devontae on the sidelines. And I swear, it's like three out of the three times it's happened, 
Next play, Trey mm-hmm. Tucker reverse. That's the one thing about the Raiders is sometimes they're very predictable. Uh, this, I think this is a McDaniels thing because we used to see yeah, this Amir with Blue New England. On the field, uh, if Amir Abdul right? on the field, they, he has one carry this year. He had like a few all of last year. They yeah. pass every time Abdul yeah. on the field. This was a fun show, guys. I love these Wednesday shows. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Time. Mike, I do want to say this. I don't know if people know this. Like, we don't just make fun of you when you're not here. We also make fun of you to your face. So that people <laughs> I don't know think that. we only make fun of you behind your back. Yeah, I was listening yesterday at the end. Of course, <laughs> oh, I put you it on. Were, you texted us. Oh, my as God. As soon as the show was over, we got, Field and I got a group text saying, I heard that yeah. in all capital so letters. Rude. I tune in. I want to listen to this nice, pleasant show between two of my best friends. And it's just like, oh, we don't like Mike. That's Mike, what uh, never bring him back. <laughs> Is this Mayor Snap, by the way, here, Pulse, that you just sent me? How about this? 82% of the snaps last week from Michael Mayer. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks prior to that, it was 52.2%. Mm-hmm. And season high, uh, 82% and 22 routes run last Very week. Very similar to McBride. Big, big leap last week. So you got to keep an eye on that, especially if, if you have tight end problems. Oh, right now, and uh, like most of you do. Problems, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Field and I are going to be back tomorrow. Thursday night football. We Here will we preview that. We will do the week seven preview Saints part Jaguars, one, yeah. which will be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Mike, we love you. Unfortunately, you can't be here for that. I just dropped my uh, water no. cup. We'll I'll see be, I'll you be on Friday, though. Hunter projection up Hey, thank you for that. We love <laughs> you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to okay, love just each other. Water. Be kind to yourself. We love you guys. We'll see you, you on Thursday. I dropped right? my water, yeah. So I'm just rubbing it. <laughs> Wait, in. is it? Oh, you're just, you're just pushing it farther deeper into the carpet? Is that well, what it's, it is? it's water on a carpet. Shouldn't that be okay? Like uh, after a couple hours? I would think so. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, no drinks in the studios. Feel well, breaking not a rules. Drink. It's a uh, hydration. Thank you. It's a hydration mechanism. Uh, yeah, it's just not a drink. guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.